0: for secret. evildoers of this world so that their souls may have peace. We will not surrender. We will fight. We will stand for what is right because we are the Justice Warriors. Good evening, Justice Warriors. The team has been working really hard the last couple of weeks trying to get together as much information as possible about Charlie Cook. And it seems that the more we dig, the more connections that we're finding between Cook and other missing persons and unsolved murder cases in Dyer County. I really feel like we must be on to something because now more than ever, we're receiving leads clear out in left field that appear to be coming straight from DCSO. Uh, no doubt someone is trying really hard to throw us off track. Last week, I spent the better part of an entire day digging files at both the county and city clerk's office, and although we still have several files that we need to get, I can tell you that already it is very clear that something is not right here. Um, Today, I want to discuss some of those cases and hear from you, your thoughts, what is going on, and how we need to handle this. Um, also I want to let you guys know that we do have a link available. If anybody is interested in coming on as a guest speaker this evening, um, we, um, could maybe take two or three guest speakers. So, um, if anybody's interested in that, let me know and, uh, we can send you the link so that you can uh, come on to the Skype call with us and let your voice be heard also. Um, Tracy, are you
1: there? Yes, I am. How is everybody today? Thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> um, I wanted to let you kind
0: of uh, take the floor first, and I know you sent me some thoughts that you had had about um, Charlie Cook, and also I want to apologize to everybody last week. Apparently, my mic is a lot more sensitive than I thought it was, and I didn't realize how loud my keyboard was, so <laughs> I'm really <laughs> sorry about that.
1: And that's okay. I have a new phone and I did not realize how loud and s- how I screamed. And um, my daughter <laughs> said, I made her ears. Bleed. <laughs> so, uh, so Tracy's been, very um, excitable. Assaulting, <laughs> assaulting all of you. With our, um, <laughs> with oh, my broadcast. eardrums. <laughs> Hopefully we got it together a little bit now.
0: Yeah. Well, the one thing is, and you might hear a little bit of clicking of my mouse here here and there, but the one thing is that I'm just not going to be able to, um, you know, really respond to anybody via chat. Uh, <laughs> Eric said, laugh my ass off. You were screaming.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um, and is it okay if I go mm. with a little bit of detail about that? <laughs> not that anyone really cares, however. I, I even went to the ear doctor. I thought I was going deaf. <laughs> and um, my daughter kept saying, no, you're getting a new phone. Fo- you need a new you phone. Need a you new need phone. a new phone. And she's just turning 30. What does she know? So anyway, <laughs> I <laughs> she took me the other day and says, you're getting a new phone because you made my ears bleed on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and... Um, she got me a nice, beautiful new phone. I think it's an XS or an XR I, iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I can just talk now instead of screaming.
0: And well, you, sound you sound good. You it's, sound good. It's a work in progress. It really is. And see, when we first started doing these podcasts we, uh, you know, we didn't do it live and that way, you know, and I was spending four or five hours just editing and making sure there was no background noise and, and adjusting everybody's, um, you know, levels and everything so that it was perfect. And, you know, it was just way too much work. Um, for me, you know, I, I, I've got so much other, so many other things going on that it was just one more major project that I was having to do every single week. So I just, I get we're just doing this live and y'all just going to have to deal with the with <laughs> with how imperfect it is. So we apologize for that. Um, but it's a work in progress and we're learning and I think we're getting better. So um, but, you know, never feel bad about, you know, giving us constructive criticism because, you know, we definitely want to um, get better, you know, with this. So but Tracy, why don't you uh, go ahead and share with us some of the um, different Notes that you had made on on Charlie Cook, some of the things that you wanted to mention.
1: Well, first of all, I, I think Charlie Cook—he looks in his arrest photos. Um, and yes, for people that aren't aware, we have to remember we're speaking to people in other places, not just Dyersburg or the or the area, who don't actually know um Charlie Cook or what he's about and that's what we're we're doing today right and we'll go in well, detail gonna... more
0: about you know what all that's about um here I would, he,
1: yeah I'm yeah and it, he looks like um and he has multiple arrest record um photos he looks like to me a cross between um Ichabod Crane and Eddie Munster <laughs> I mean he has that widow's pig and in some of his photos and then he has this little he looks almost boyish boyish charm you know and um and then other times he looks like a like a, a nerdy type geek he's all pale but his the charm that he might have that other people might see that that these friends and um people who know him that are drawn to mm-hmm. may see. I don't see it. All I see is a smart-ass, cocky. Mm-hmm. I I asked Heather, I said, can I call him Charlie Cock instead of Charlie Cook? Because he's <laughs> such a complete... Uh, but, you know, I don't know. It's He's just uh, not on my... He's on my top ten list of mm-hmm. some of the nastiest people I've ever well, um, run know, across
0: the reason we were late today is because i was on an important call with a family member of one of the victims um and you know she she put it pretty accurately i think she said you know he just looked like a normal guy you know he didn't he, he didn't have you know tattoos all over or anything he, he didn't appear to be you know a a bad dude at all. Um, and that's, I mean, that's all the markings of a sociopath, you know, some of the worst sociopathic and psychopathic people on the planet, um, you know, are loved by many can hold positions in, you know, political positions, positions in the community, um, can have, you know, so many people just fooled into thinking that they're, you know, that they're a good person. In fact, I think we had actually heard from somebody, um, we've heard from so many people at this point, I couldn't possibly think of who it was, but, but actually I think it was more than one person who had said that, you know, Charlie had, um, put on like he had been in the military and, you know, had this military background and, um, and, you know, I know for a fact from his files, from, you know, the files that I have right in front of me, that he has zero military background, none at all, but he liked to tell people that he did. And I think he just really had a way with making, um, people, you know, particularly females think that he was, um, a, a, a good dude. And from what I'm looking at, you know, it seems like, you know, uh, a couple different, um, cases where it was just a couple weeks to a month, um, into his relationship with these girls where he just kind of snapped and turned into a crazy person. And yes, that does appear to be the result of methamphetamines. Um, Chass, do you have anything you want to add at this time? Um, I agree. I think that
2: methamphetamine definitely played a big role in it I think that just triggered something with him Mm -hmm. and just made him just go bonkers right Um, I think that he was pretty charming and that's um, one of the things that probably helped him with the girls and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that methamphetamine just made him a monster.
0: Yeah, it did. And, and I mean, he he may have already been a monster to begin with. Um, but, you know, it definitely brought that out. Uh, you know, and, and I have spoken with also, you know, someone who was pretty close to him that, you know, I think we have to, you know, consider that, you know, clearly uh, he had some issues. Um, and, and we don't know what made him have those issues. I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to completely overlook the fact that, you know, it's possible some very bad things happened to him, you know, when he was a kid, you know, maybe he had a really bad childhood, but, uh, no doubt it, you know, whatever it is, whether it's just, you know, some faulty gene or his background that made him, who he is. No doubt. He's a monster. He's, he's a monster, but I feel like this, you know, maybe would be a good place. And I think Tracy, you were trying to point out that I think sometimes we, we just jump right into these podcasts and we really don't, um, even, you know, we don't catch people up to speed. We just assume that everybody's listened to the previous podcast and we just kind of jump right in and, and it's off to the races, but basically, uh, just a little briefing, um, we're looking at Charlie Cook right now because it's, it, you know, it's come up in our investigation, the murder of Karen Swift, and we have reason to believe that Charlie Cook may have some information and may have been present for, uh, the murder of Karen Swift. And so, um, because of that information that we received and then corroborating it with, uh, handful of other people, uh, we've started digging into this Charlie Cook. And what we found is that he was in fact, an informant for Dyer County, um, the Sheriff's department, as well as the police department from what, uh, I'm understanding and also, uh, possibly New Bern police department. Um, if I'm saying anything that doesn't ring true, please, uh, mention that you know, Chastity, you would know more than anybody since you're, you know, since you are Dyer County resident, but, um, but it just looks like, go
1: ahead.
0: I was just gonna say the
2: way that it looks, um, I think that he worked for Dyer County, uh, Dyersburg, Dyersburg Police Department and Newton Police Department. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and in a conversation that I was having with somebody, uh, the other day, whose husband is law enforcement and she was, talking about it with him is that he was, he was department shopping and, you know, I had somebody arguing with me the other day that he's not intelligent. Well, I beg to differ, you know, this guy, you know, maybe not intelligent, like, you know, would, um, I I don't know, would pass the bar exam or anything like that, but definitely intelligent in the sense that he knew how to get away with the things he was doing he he was very manipulative yeah.
3: yeah yeah he
0: was he was a master he he appeared to be a master at just playing people and you know and 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 keep staying in in control of people and the power he got off on the power and um it just it's it's really disturbing but i think one of the things that we are really looking at right now is, you know, it, it sure looks like, it sure looks like DCSO was protecting him, uh, Dyer County Sheriff's office. It it looks like they were keeping him. Um, it looks like they were protecting him because, you know, he was, he was securing so many indictments for them and, you know, he was, he was their star informant and, uh, we're hearing, you know, somewhere between 80 and 90, uh, indictments that he was able to obtain for them in one month. And so it just, it just looks like, you know, when, from what we're hearing from some of these victims and what I'm seeing in these files, it really just looks like, uh, they would not take reports on him. And, you know, we, we had heard before that some of these girls would show up to file reports, uh, of assault and different things they'd done to, and that they would say, you know, come back later, uh, you need to talk to so-and-so and and they're not here right now. Um, or, you know, we'll give you a call. And of course, you know, that never happens. And and I know I mentioned this before, but, um, just really seems like you know, that seems to be their MO, not just in this case, but that's some of the same stuff that we've heard from witnesses in the Karen Swift case as well. So that's not okay. That's not okay. DCSO. Not okay. Not cool at all. And, uh, if that is true, y'all need to check yourselves because that's just, you're not protecting, you're protecting the wrong people. You're not, you know, you're not getting justice for the victims You're not getting justice for the victim's families. You're not protecting the public. Um, You know, and you're allowing this sociopath, this woman beater, this meth user, um, one of the worst type of people that you could possibly have. You're allowing them to just run amok and do whatever the hell they please. And the real question I think that needs to be asked here is why? And is there more to this than just uh, that he was an informant? So the first thing um, I want to discuss some of these cases with you guys today, and I do have these files. Uh, like I said, I did go down to the, um, the county and city clerk's uh, offices to obtain these records. And at the county, um, I only found... Two, And the two that were at the county were, um, both dismissed. One was dismissed on double jeopardy and, uh, and the other was just dismissed. Um, and that was really disturbing. And, and the first part of that that's disturbing is that it's my understanding. There should have been three. Because one of the victims' um, uh, statement that that I was given was that, you know, she had gone there a couple times before finally going to the city. And the city finally took the report. But um, there should have been a file for her there at the county. And it's just nowhere to be found. It's just not there, Period. Um, as far as the double jeopardy thing, it was explained to me that, uh, you know, it's because both the city and the county had the charges. And for that victim, um, it's it's all very confusing. These are very, very muddy waters here. You know, trying to make sense of these files is not an easy thing to do. In fact, um, I'm going to have to uh, have one of my attorney friends look these over and give me a better idea. as to what this, how, I mean, how this could even be with some of these, um, you know, just slap on the wrist and multiple charges and multiple victims. And it just doesn't make any sense. And and I really need somebody with a, with a law background to look at these and give me a better understanding of them. But, you know, what it was explained to me was that, uh, over the city, you had three different victims, and that they were all charged together. I, I still don't understand this, um, but that it was one consecutive act. But that didn't make any sense because there are three separate occasions, some you know months apart, and three separate victims. And with three separate victims and three separate files, uh, three different you know, docket numbers, everything, the guy gets 90 days in jail. No contact orders for all three of the girls. And supervised probation. For false imprisonment and aggravated, I'm sorry, domestic assault. And two failure to appears as well. And, uh, the failure to appears are dismissed. Um, I'm sorry. It just makes no sense at all. And Andrea Carpenter, I see, I see you're here and I say, you're saying, you know, that applies, uh, to one victim. You're talking about the double jeopardy. Um, do you want to, Andrea, I tried to call you today. Do you, do you want to come on, uh, as a guest speaker and kind of explain some of this a little better? you know, these cases, you know, better than I do. Um, while I'm waiting for her to answer, I want to mention that, you know, and okay, great, Andrea, I'm going to send you the link. Um, that, you know, when I first started working the Karen Swift case that I did get, you know, leads that, um, that Charlie Cook, you know, may have been, you know, somehow involved. And, um, I really, just kind of pushed it to the side because I I didn't see a connection. And, um, and it's funny how, you know, now, um, now we see the connection and not just, you know, to this, um, sorry, I have to type for a second guys. Um, yeah, not even just to this, you know, there seems to be connections to a few cases, you know, and I don't want to go rattling all of them off just yet until we have some more proof, but. Which that's
1: great. That's great. Um, That's one thing we thought would happen is once um, we got really into the Karen Swift case, that the domino, there would be a domino effect and maybe some answers coming up with um, some of these cases.
0: So I just, I just sent the, the, um, uh, link to Andrea.
2: The, um, Angela Carver case. That's, um,
0: yeah, we don't, we don't want to discuss, um, I don't know if I've said names, if I have, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to throw the victim's names out there. So let's, let's not, um. I mean, I know it's not that hard to find because they're, you know, they are public records, but I don't want to speak, you know, I, and not only that, but like these girls, some of these girls, they have kids and if their kids listen, like I don't want their kids hearing, you know, the things that were and, and I do plan to get kind of detailed about some of the things, you know, some of these cases here in a little bit. So I don't want to, you know, tie these things directly to these girls. So let's not say their names anymore, if that's okay.
2: Oh, sure. I apologize. No, for that. it's okay.
0: It's no harm, no foul. Um, Andrea, did you get that link, hun? It should be in your um should be in your Facebook messages. You just have to um Skype. It's through Skype. But, okay, so while we're waiting on her, I'm going to go ahead and and get into some of these cases here. So, like I said, I'm I'm not going to name names. I don't want to name the victims. Um, But here's one problem that I'm having right now is that one of the victims, um, when I got the file, there's a great deal of what happened to her missing from the report. And I don't know if that's because maybe she was scared or she was traumatized or something. So she left out quite a bit, but there's a lot that's not in this report. So the reason we were late today is because I was actually on the phone with a family member of hers trying to, you know, corroborate and make sure, you know, I wanted to have, um, some more, um, I guess, proof that it happened because obviously, you know, it's not in the report, which is a huge problem. But um, so here's here's what I want to and I'm going to take her name out. But um, on June 14th, 2017, officers were dispatched to 425 West Market lobby in response to a possible domestic that occurred approximately two weeks prior on the scene. I made contact with the victim who said her boyfriend of one week, Charles Cook, assaulted her. The victim said that she and Cook were sitting in the parking lot of Lowe's when Cook began arguing with her. The victim said that Cook became very aggressive and hit her in the side of the head. The victim said that Cook proceeded to drive them out to the city limits, uh, out of the city limits toward Finley. The victim said that Cook parked her car in the middle of a field at an unknown location in Finley. She stated. Hello. Hello? Hello. Are you here? Hey, you? she's here. She's here. Okay. Um, Let's make sure we can hear you. Okay. Talk for a minute.
3: Okay. Hi, girls.
0: Hey everybody! Hey, okay, I think we're good. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! All right, all right. Hey, Andrew, I'm just going to give you the floor for a minute and let you uh, let you just have at it. I don't know if you heard what I said. I don't want to name the victims. We'll refer to the victims as the victim. Yes. Um, but let's. I'm going to give you the floor. You just and go. <laughs> uh, well,
3: I kind of come into. I'm on the conversation a while ago when you were live uh, a few minutes ago when you were talking about one continuous event. to the double jeopardy situation that was one victim uh, that day he was in court for on two different charges on two different victims and the one victim which would have been victim number seven um in the total scheme of everything for in a year's time the the judge cited that it was one continuous event stating that she was unable to get away from him for that four day span so that's what I kind of like it was one victim on that incident and then the other charge that day actually got bumped up to the grand jury
0: okay and then so and then what
3: that particular event, nothing ever came of it. Um, There's one case that you and I have discussed that's still in La La Land that hasn't been tried, and it pertains to possible double jeopardy, which wasn't double jeopardy in the long run, just nobody listened. Um, This has been an ongoing thing. The seven victims that I'm referring to are not all of his victims. The seven victims that I refer to are the ones that I've dealt with on a set-down basis That was in less than a year's time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, There is actually a total of 27 victims altogether that span over years. Right. Not just like a year or two years. And it's not just one state. This is a multi-state thing over over these years of 27 victims. There's only one we don't have a name on. We know she exists, but we do not have a name. We have details, but no name. So there's 26 actual names. uh, And then one, okay. One unnamed, yes.
0: Okay. Let me ask you this. I know you've been involved in this for, you know, from pretty much the beginning. Uh, Has anybody ever tried to take this to the state and ask them, you know, because Dyer County, uh, I mean, the police department, the new department, If they, if they were aware that these crimes were occurring while he was an informant for them, I'll tell you what. If, if there's proof of that, the state will come in and shut them down. That is illegal. Has, has anybody sat down with the U.S. attorney to discuss this? To, to take these files and say, you know, this man was. Beating women, holding them hostage, raping them, while an informant, and they were aware of it. You know, reports were made, charges were fi- you know filed, um, and they still continued to employ him as an informant. Has anybody ever gone?
3: I know where you're going with this. Yes. I, oh crap! What? Hang tight. You just lost me.
1: Uh oh. <laughs> I don't Uh-oh. uh uh yes, I know. It's like what in the world's going are on? Are you alive? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I don't know what just happened. Uh that's kind of scary. Okay, we're gonna pretend like that didn't happen and um hope everything's okay. Yeah. I mean it'd be one I thing think- it'd be one thing if the call was actually like
1: dropped, but it, it has been now. Yeah, I know. But it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I know. And she could have just been saying, let's just hope. She's just meaning you just lost me because. um, Because of what, what was being you know, said? Yeah. Be, no, I think it was because maybe she saw the signal drop. Oh, maybe. Okay. Well, maybe she'll. Um, oh, I think she's back. Hold on. Did she come back? I think it just dropped oh. for sure okay. because she was on video with us. So yeah.
0: Yeah. All
2: Let right.
1: Well, maybe, maybe she she'll in a rural area. So
0: hold on. she's back. She's okay. back.
3: Uh, are you hearing me? No, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. You <laughs> t- went dead and I'm like, oh dear, sweet Jesus. No, <laughs> <not> <laughs> <there>. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I heard what you asked and, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the one part I know. I don't know how much the DA actually, actually, you know, the one right now knows because there was a conflict of interest because of the 90 indictments um, that he had gotten for them. I'm mm-hmm. not sure the exact number, mm-hmm. uh, but the indictments that he did get for them made, a, made it a conflict of interest for the district attorney's office to prosecute him. As being, you know, as far as the criminal capacity, so they had to bring in a special prosecutor from another county. Um, At the time that the double jeopardy situation took place and the continual chain of events, the prosecutor they brought in was the name by the name of Scott Rich. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to say he didn't do a good job. Scott, poor Scott, did not have enough information. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever provided him enough information to be able to prosecute the case in the manner that it needed to be prosecuted. Mm-hmm. This should have been this should have been taken out of the state's hands a long time ago. Um,
0: out of, of the state's me? hands or the county's hands?
3: I think out of out of the state's hands. It should have gone straight federal. Yeah. You know the fact, you have multiple you have multiple victims. Uh-huh multiple- multiple witnesses uh-huh. you've got a hell of a conflict of interest going on here, uh-huh. so you can't play both sides of the fence when you're in the government state, and I'm not saying anything bad about you know r d a he did the right thing by handing it off uh-huh but the ball got dropped, and then nothing ever came of it and I honestly think it needs to go up to the federal level. You and I have talked about that. yes, mhm. Uh, multiple times this should have been a federal case this they still can do it yeah if the federal would if they will step in if an agent will step in and take over the case it still can be done Mm -hmm. you got you got 27 victims you're going to get a conviction right you're going to get a conviction because the evidence is there i have sat with these girls multiple 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 hours Mm -hmm. i have listened to their stories Mm -hmm. i have cried with them Felt sorry for them, helped them, sent them in the right direction. They mm-hmm. are terrified. I have one victim right now. You mentioned his name; her body goes into a full shake trip. Yeah,
0: right? yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I've talked to yeah. her a lot.
3: Yeah, and I mean, there's nothing that we, as a community or as females, I'm just mm-hmm. going to go ahead and throw females out there. I'm not trying to make this, you know, feminist or anything, but us as females have got to help take care of these girls and we have got yeah. to stand beside them. We've got to stand behind them. Mm-hmm. The girl down in Lauderdale County, she is on board. Every victim I've talked to is on board because I, I made this statement a while back when, when her case was pending. united we stand. And I meant we stand as women mm-hmm. against abusers period. And I'm not talking about just Charlie Cook. One, I'm talking mm-hmm. about across the nation. These girls are in the process of rebuilding their lives, and I, God knows I don't want them to have to relive it. Mm-hmm. But they will relive it if it means that they can get their justice. Right. They have, now. One of them, yes, the mm-hmm. La- Lauderdale County case, yes, got justice. I will. You know, I was there. I know the hands were tied mm-hmm. to a degree of the length of time that could be given, and she got the max. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, she got the max. I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. But as soon as those cases were over, all the ones in Dark county just dissipated.
0: Right. Yes, exactly. And,
3: you know, mm-hmm. Your Your officers can only do so much. I mean, seriously, your your officers can only do so much. Your actual deputies, then it's mm-hmm. handed off to an investigators. Mm-hmm. They can only do so much, and if they don't have the cooperation of the district attorney's office and everybody's not in unison, you don't have a case, right? So I, I feel that that it's kind of some of it's been dropped in the you know in between, and then you know we got some excellent guys on the on our sheriff's department. We do we do have an excellent guy. Some of them, yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Our dia right now is just you know kind of like book to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. He's been handed the other case to go mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. He's, he's in the middle of, of going through that. I do believe that in the long run that Danny Goodman will do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I do.
0: Um, I think so too. I've been back and forth. I'm not gonna lie. You know, um, it's been it's been real hard to tell. You know, in Dyer County, who you can trust and who you can't. And, you know, there's been times when I'm just like, you know what, you can't trust anybody in Dyer County. And, you know, well, I mean, just the other day, I told Danny Goodman, I said, you know, um, when I when I found out that he got the file, and I um, went ahead and sent him some more information. And I said, Listen, I'm trusting you. I am trusting you. And, And he said, Thank you. And I just You know, um, he, he did, he did want my information and I do know that he was looking at it. So, so that, that's good. You know, that tells me, you know, I know he, well, I, I believe that he wants the truth. You know, yes, everybody wants a conviction, but we don't, you know, we don't want a conviction of the wrong person. So, you know, Danny has a lot of pressure on him right now. He
2: does.
3: He does have a lot of pressure on him and I would not want to be in his shoes. I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I really believe that Danny will do the right thing in in the overall scheme of everything. Um, trying to, trying to limit what I say as far as Charlie, you know, I have to pick my uh, words wisely because I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt these girls case. Yeah. Um, there, there's too many people involved, and um, when we talked, what, a year ago, was it? Mm-hmm. And I told you what I said, and you just mm-hmm. kind of blew me off. Well, <laughs> I just, it's, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just mind. didn't see the
0: connection between Swift and, and Charlie, and it just took me a while to get the connection, and, you know, and I needed to, I, I needed to hear from the, I needed to hear straight from the witnesses
3: to make that connection. Right, right. And it finally come forth. Right. Um I got I got there. It took me a
0: while. I got there. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sometimes you have to get there on your own.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, what kind of investigator would I be if I just, you know, took your word for, it? okay, all right. <laughs> I got I got I got to get there. But
3: and that's the thing. You had to weed through who was telling you the truth and who wasn't telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. That's not easy to do when mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. that many people that you've talked to. It's right. really not that easy to do. Yes. Um I think you're on the right path. I think that you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I think that with the files sitting in front of you, which are hard to decipher because Mm -hmm. you don't know the timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, If you, if we, if we went back and with my files and did the timeline, it would probably make a little bit more sense Um, because our first victim. um, Well, when I say she's the number one victim, she was at the beginning of that first part of that, that one year like round, it started in October and it went all the way through the year to January of the next year so it's only actually it's actually 15 months worth so it
0: started but, the month that Karen was murdered
3: no 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 this was um, the, the seven victims that I dealt with the most was not the actual year that she was killed okay it was before that but when I came on the board in the middle that had already t- transpired and the se- the fifteen month span I'm talking about is October two thousand seventeen. Oh,
0: okay, yes. Yeah. Was it was it Tav seventeen,
3: think. Yeah, 17. I've got Not I've 17.
0: got April um I've got April two thousand seventeen, October two thousand sixteen.
3: That's when it started. You go October 2016, and you go all the way through the 17 to January of 2018 to our Lauderdale County case. Mm-hmm. And there is seven victims in that in that span
0: right there. So what I've got in front of me starts October 7th, 2016, and then the last one is June 14th, 2017. Uh, actually, it would have been before. It would have been two weeks before that. So it would have been May, the end of May, 2017.
3: But right, and now he was he was incarcerated some of that time frame of 2017. So mm-hmm. um, that's why it carried over into Jan- uh, January of 2018 to the Lauderdale County case. That that um, that Lauderdale County case, he had been out of jail. December December third, he got out December third,
0: 2018. Mm,
3: okay, within two weeks the victim that's from Lauderdale County was already in a relationship with him before by Christmas. Okay. That's the very day that the judge set his bond in Dar County, um, at $2,500 and he bonded out that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then, um,
0: I, you know, the, and some of this stuff just doesn't, okay, I'll, let's, can we talk a second about the file? You know, I'm looking at, um, the victim, um, Whose files missing in the county? You know which one I'm talking about, right? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's
0: who I'm looking at. I'm looking at the city's report on her case right now. I've got that in front of me. Baylor
3: City or Dyersburg City?
0: Dyersburg Police Department. I'm looking at that. On the one
3: case that's, that's in limbo that we talked about?
0: Well, let's see. Um, It says domestic assault suspend, uh, suspended. Is I guess it was a SIS for 90 days. Um, and he paid some fines and no, he, you know, they had a no contact with the victim order and he was placed on supervised probation. Let's see. And then after that, you've got, yeah, you've got, you've got a couple of failure to appear charges that were just, you know, dismissed. Um, one of them, suspended to 10 days, waived costs and consecutive. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot going on here, but what I wanted to talk about in the report is, you know, I've spent hours on the phone with this girl and she has, you know, told a very, very, very detailed. And, and I know she said, you know, with some of the stuff she was telling me, she hadn't even, she hadn't even told law enforcement, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But, and I think she's, probably told you the same stuff. I think we've, we've discussed this. So you know what that is, but, um, but this report I'm looking at is missing the bulk of what happened to her. Um, you know, says that she, um, let's see, I I was reading it when you came on, I'm going to go ahead and pick up where I left off. Um, the victim says that Cook parked her car in the middle of the field at an unknown location in Finley she stated that this is where the worst part of the assault occurred The victim said Cook began hitting her again and again and then pulled a screwdriver out on her she said yes. she said that Cook ordered her out of the car and he he complied uh, um, and she complied. Um, The victim said that Cook tried to run over her with her car and then stopped and told her to get back into the car or he would shoot her. Uh, Uh The victim said that she did not see a gun, uh, but she said that he began hitting her with the screwdriver. And at this point, she says that she was dazing in and out of consciousness. Um, then it says that she woke up in the car the next morning in a field and that he had left. So she proceeded to the hospital in Jack in Jackson, Tennessee says her face head, uh, let's see. She had swelling and bruising on her face and head and cuts on her head and arm says, um, I asked the victim if she had pictures of her injuries. She said she had them on her phone, but they had somehow disappeared. The only visible injury to her was scabbed over lacerations on her arm. She said she hesitated to report the incident because she had been in the hospital and she was afraid that Cook would act irrationally. Um, And then you've got where her aunt comes forward with, and that's, uh, you know, um who I had spoken with earlier that she had come forward with the pictures of her injuries, and I've got the pictures of her injuries also um but what's what's getting me right now what's what I'm baffled by is um let's see and she she had sustained a broken tooth, let's see a broken tooth, a concussion bruising swelling of the ribs um and uh cuts on her head and arm. Um, you know, and, and the broken tooth part of it, I, I remember that part of the story was that um, he had actually made her choose between. Um, Andrea, do you remember the story? Do you want to take it from here? Cause I don't, uh, I, will you tell this for
3: me? Um, You're, you're describing two separate incidents with the, with I mean I'm not sure which are one you're talking about the, the two there was a lot of similarities in the two in two different cases the okay. two of the girls yeah that he took to the same locations okay yeah and a lot of the same stuff happened if you're talking about um not the one mentioned a while ago by accident
0: <laughs> yeah not that one yeah mm-hmm.
3: no okay the other one okay yes. um, this girl she probably went in as much vivid detail with me as she, as the other victim did. Um, This girl sustained a lot of injuries and he only got 90 days and it was dropped a simple assault, Mm -hmm. simple domestic assault, Mm -hmm. um, which I, and I don't even know where the false imprisonment went. It, It just dissipated. I don't know, somewhere in the air. That was the Darsburg city case because he ended up with 200 days and 90 of those 200 days was for her for that.
0: I've got the false imprisonment here in front of me. Nope. Uh, well, actually, no, person. that's a, that's a different victim, isn't it?
3: Victim. Yep.
0: Yes. You're right. Yes.
2: That yep. one on that domestic assault for her, it was 1129 suspended for 10 suspended days. To that was all he had. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: uh, okay. Um, that was it the day I was in court there, that's where the mix up became on the double jeopardy on the one you mentioned a while ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that that I was in court. The girl that you mentioned was not there. It was not her case. It was the one that we're talking about's case. And then the number one victim from October, 2016, mm-hmm. that they, they had to just, they offered 200 days that day for those two cases. And, it was supposed to be ninety days for each of them for domestic
1: mm-hmm.
3: and ten, ten days each. I think it was ten days each for the false imprisonment for for or twenty days for the false imprisonment for the victim of October two thousand sixteen. Um, that's why the the records don't really show the actual truth, and that's where the problem has arisen in the double jeopardy case on the o- opposite girl from a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up saying in the in, in the double jeopardy case that that victim was the one that he pled to on that 200 days and it wasn't. So the word, whatever the report says, is not exactly right because I was there. Right. It was ninety. It was ninety ninety and twenty dates. Mm-hmm. Ninety for each of the girls and then the twenty dates. And all of it was suspended to eleven twenty nine. Suspended down to that. Mm-hmm. You know, ninety days. Night, but it was to run consecutive, not concurrent. And so he had to do that two hundred days. Mm-hmm. So that would have been from July. I think it was July or August till that's when he was released in December the third of two thousand and eighteen. Mm-hmm. No, two thousand seventeen. Sorry. Um. It, it it's not right in the report. Right. So These reports
0: aren't right, right. Period. They're they're. It's well, very confusing. They are. They are so jacked
2: up.
3: To, if you go back to the day, if you can go back to that day and have them pull the audio, the judges' audio from that day, mm-hmm. then it, it'll prove what I'm talking about.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. that's the
3: only way I know to to get the proof about it because you know it has been a time of th- you know a period of time now since it actually all took place. Mm-hmm. So people's memories. Are not going to remember every detail. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, so that's where we're at. But I mean, the 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 victim you're talking about there, the victim that was mentioned a while ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Both of those, both of those cases right there, should go to a federal level. Mm-hmm. Those two cases need to go a federal level. Um, I really don't think that the Lauderdale County case can go to a federal level due to the fact that it was charged and, and taken care of uh-huh. at, a, at a state level with a major amount of time here. Um, but the two that you're talking about needs to go to a federal level because Mm -hmm. there was not, there was not enough justice taken care of because if it had been handled the way it should have been, he would not have been out Mm -hmm. for the Lauderdale County case to even happen. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Very, very true. And there, and there
0: you have it. And there, that's kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, sitting down with the U.S. Uh, attorney, or you know, taking these cases and 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 letting them know um, that they were essentially employing an informant and um, allowing this person to continue this criminal behavior, uh, which is you know, uh, the he, sta- the
3: became, st- he became an informant for Newburn Police Department in November of two thousand and sixteen
0: which is a month after this uh, aggravated assault case that start the one, that, the first one here in October.
3: That was done on a manipulative ploy of his in order to forget that to go away.
0: I think he did a good job, didn't he?
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's highly intelligent. I, I, when I came on board while well ago, when I heard the first thing I ser- say, you know, heard was that you know people have said he's not intelligent. No, they're wrong. He's extremely intelligent. Yeah. Because look how much he's pulled off and gotten by with. Mm-hmm. Somebody stupid is not going to get by with that. Right. And as far as being an informant, yeah, he was damn good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He was
3: damn good. Um, problem is, he's right in the mix with them. He was right in the mix with them.
2: Yeah. Well yep. now, Andrea, you were um, around him a lot because, like, you had tried to help him out. Uh huh. So you know him. Just
3: like, had to bring that up, didn't you, honey? <laughs> oh no,
2: no, that's not how I meant that. It, it's just, no, I I I'm kidding, yeah, I didn't mean that like that. I swear I didn't. But I mean, it's like, yeah, you, know, you tried to help him out, so like, you know his personality. Yes. You know how conniving and underhanded and mean he can be.
3: And Downright. The word that describes Charlie is evil. That is the only word to describe him is evil.
2: Um where did he put uh, these demons up?
3: That's a whole different demon. show.
0: I think that's a
2: whole yeah, other show.
3: That's
0: another <laughs> two <hour long> broadcast. <laughs> Let's just uh, let's uh, just stick with it. I I mean like, you know it's 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 hard enough trying to figure out you know who murdered Karen and and who's involved and all that. I'm not trying to solve somebody's you know figure out why they are. Oh uh, no, I was God, not, that's a whole like, other
2: detail. But you know, just like an idea of like you know, because evidently he was troubled, and that's why Andrea
0: tried yeah. to help him. Yeah.
2: You know, so that's just like what I was trying to talk about. I think that.
3: Well, when you first meet him, you believe him. Mm-hmm. When you first sit down with him. Everything he's telling you is as good as gold, and he's good at it. And that's what all his
0: victims have said.
3: Yes. He is very good at getting you to believe him. Um, You know, I'm like, oh, my dear Lord. When I was sitting in the first ones, sitting down there talking with them, I was just blown away by the things and the details that they were giving me. And then when I sat with the second victim, of course, your your stomach's turning the whole time because you're like, oh, my God, this is – how did they live through it? Mm -hmm. How did they – had the psychological mind to be able to live through it, to keep going forth. And I believe it was their children that kept them going. I really do. Yeah. I agree. Because he would threaten their children Mm. and, you know, or threaten them with their children. You know, this is going to happen to your child. If you don't do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very good at what he does. He is. I'm going to tell you, my best description is a psychotic, narcissistic sociopath. That's the three words that Charlie cook is.
0: But I think, I mean, and I hate to just keep coming back to this, but this is what I'm just, uh, is is getting me the most is you've got, you know, even just, you know, uh, the three victims here. I mean, you say, you know, there's 27 victims in total, you know, and there in the city uh, court, we've got three cases, three different women, three separate occasions, you know, with a good deal of time in between um mm-hmm. you know you've got the aggravated assault the false imprisonment the domestic mm-hmm. assault you know couple failure to appears now how in the sam Hill do you have all these charges and yet all this guys getting is no contact orders and 90 days in jail and uh and and supervised probation what i mean you know and then also one of these failure to, uh, I'm sorry, not failure to appear. So one of these arrests, I got to find which one. I, I, I want to read this. This is crazy. Um, in one of these, give me a second. I got to find this one. Um, he's picked
1: up uh,
0: and. Oh, I'm, I think I know which one it was. Um, I got so much to go through here, but it's he's the he's, bad
2: one, worries. On yes, that what you're looking for? yes,
0: yeah, yes. He's picked up, and he becomes aggressive yes. with with uh, with the officer, and he um, he's not complying, so they can't even fingerprint him. No. Uh
2: he they, he never gets fingerprinted by the way like they release him without.
0: Well, no, I have fingerprints.
2: No, I'm talking about on this particular occasion. Oh, on this it, occasion, yes, yes, yeah. And, he's. And, I mean, what's the
3: what's the date on that occasion? Uh,
0: uh, July 26th of 2017. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Chastity. Um. So you've clearly you've you've found it. I'm still digging through these papers i think i'm in the wrong case i
2: don't know how to test say it without giving away a name and i'm not gonna dare do no that no again. no. that's
0: no i don't want you to say the name it's fine <laughs> you you got it you got it it's good but but no so yeah uh it, it's like you know he's he's not compliant with with law enforcement Um, they can't fingerprint him he's being aggressive and it's very aggressive and they and let him kind of go conflict. yeah they let him go
3: that doesn't surprise me. What um hmm. and that, this <laughs> it, to make money. It, It's hard to, it's so hard to talk when I don't say the victim's name. So I'm gonna have to keep catching myself. Yeah. And, and, Tell and me this about area. <laughs> I'm like shit. Oh sorry y'all. Um, you know, I know we're live, but um anyway. Don't um, be sorry.
0: It's all good. There
3: there's so many facets of this entire situation from two thousand sixteen to two thousand and eighteen. Mm-hmm. i mean it's hard for even me to keep them straight and i lived them yeah you know, i lived them with these girls and in fact i in the middle got caught in the middle of his little shenanigans myself
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, i don't i'm sure you know about that too yes most, most of Dyer county does they saw my mug shot but anyway well, mm-hmm. i was smiling <laughs> uh anyway um He's he's just, if he can if he can con and manipulate law enforcement like he did, he yeah. can get by with anything, mm-hmm. and that's what scares me for these girls and all of the past victims. Is he's not going to be there twelve full years? We mm-hmm. know this. Mm-hmm. They know this, and they're already nervous about him getting out. Period. Whether it's next month or ten years from now.
0: Well, his next parole hearing isn't until two thousand. Uh... Uh, twenty four now, right?
3: I believe I haven't checked. Yeah, because they
0: just had the they just had the hearing on the tenth, and you know, of course, he did not get parole. Um, right for that one. So his next one, his he's not up for parole again for another four years. Or um,
3: well, but that's only four years to these victims,
0: right? No, I know, I know, no, I know. But I'm just saying, at least you know we can relax for a little while and deal with that when the time comes.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I just I wish there was more that law enforcement could have done at the time. Um, but he manipulated them. Mm-hmm. He did. Mm-hmm. Um, I know where, you know, we can try to blame law enforcement on we won't. But at the time, I was aware of everything that was going on and he was just manipulating them left and right.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and it's not that I'm taking their side or his. I'm, not, mm-hmm. you know, no, I, okay. I'm just stating I was there and he's good. He's good. He can he can manipulate anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, he even he even pulled the wool over of my of my eyes mm-hmm. in 2016. I mean he did. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie about it. And I've apologized to victim number one multiple times for that. And that's that's just made me be a driving force to protect these girls more and mm-hmm. more every day because mm-hmm. I let it slip. Mm-hmm. You know I, I let myself slip and believed him for a month. Mm-hmm. All it took me was a month, but. Um, There's just, you know, I don't even know, I don't know how they can help somebody like that. I'm I'm talking about on down the road. I'm talking about psychologically, Mm -hmm. um, because it's just the things that he's done that the public is, you know, you've read some of the report, but the one report that you haven't dealt into is the six hour interview with the girl that you mentioned a few minutes, one of you mentioned a few minutes ago that we Mm -hmm. said we weren't to say names. Right. Mm-hmm. That girl right there is lucky that she made it out alive. Well they all are, but it's I know her case in and out every single detail, I not only sat through uh, you know talking with her, but I sat through the 6-hour interview with the investigator on the sheriff's department which mm-hmm. did his damn
0: best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mean, hers he is the case
3: get the charges.
0: And hers is the case that that got dismissed for double jeopardy.
3: Bingo. Yes. I've got it. Listen, the day she was giving that interview, I was handwriting what she was saying as as he was recording it. And I did that so I could keep going because I was trying like, wait a minute, this sounds like the other case. This sounds like the other case. This like every case is very parallel. He took them to the same locations. Mm -hmm. Uh, That one case that 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 we're talking about, that case actually dipped over in to Gibson, uh, to, um, Gibson County. Oban County and Crockett County. Mm-hmm. He, that was just not a, that started out in New Bern City and he took her to all those different places in the four days that he held her captive. Part of which, about eight hours of that time frame, she was in the trunk of her car. Mm. Her own car. Mm-hmm. And there's witnesses when he stopped for gas that knew she was in the trunk of the car and they did nothing.
0: They but you know call. what's worse? You they know what? what's worse? Is that, None of this, none of what you're saying, can be found in any files at county or city. Oh yeah,
2: no, absolutely none.
3: Nope. I mean, and I have the report in front the of me. Read it to you. Well, when when you were in Dark County the other day, and you, uh, I told you to go to talk to that one person at the sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one person that has fought so hard to get justice for the girl of the double jeopardy. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I, he's got the file, he's got the recording, and he's the one that um, was seeking a grand jury indictment that we still don't have. So I'm like, you know, it, I, let me, the thing about it that gets me the most is if the Lauderdale County case had happened before these other cases, hmm Maybe we'd be somewhere, but all but one, well, those two little, the double jeopardy and the, um, the restraint violation of order protection, those two little cases are the only two that were left over after the Lauderdale County case. So I'm thinking that if it had been flipped and Lauderdale County case was first, then Dark County would not have been as apt to let him slide on 90 days or 10 days or, you know, because what he did to these girls should have never been a misdemeanor. Never. It should have gone, fell It should have been aggravated domestic assault from the get go. It should have been kidnapping. Because the the latest victim, well, not she wasn't the la- she wasn't the very last one, but the one we're talking about, the double jeopardy case, that girl right there, got in her car at work, and he was in it. That's how he got her, and that's how he held her for four days. God. Yeah. That's kidnapping. Hello, it's textbook. Yeah.
1: Kidnapping.
3: Um, The only way she got out out of that situation that day is when she ran in that store. And that woman hit that button to get the law there. That's the only thing that saved that girl right there's life. Because if she had not made it out of the car that day, out of her own vehicle running, she would not be here today
2: for Mm -hmm. her son. And he ran in after her.
3: Yes, and the, thank God for the little lady of the store, because she stood her ground. Yes. I mean, if it hadn't been for her, that one would not be here. She literally stood her ground, and he flew back out the door and took off in her car. He fled over into Gibson County, and he stayed in the Tennessee Motel two nights, hiding. Wow.
1: In
3: Humboldt, Tennessee, by the way.
0: It's just, yeah. it's it's
2: absolutely <laughs> it's, mind-boggling.
3: I need to have trouble. It's almost just like overwhelming. It, it, I felt like I was in the middle of a horror movie mm-hmm. the whole time this was all playing out. I looked at the investigator in Dyer County the day they let him out on that $2,500 bond. Of course, he was livid, mm-hmm. absolutely livid. I mean, his face was just blood red. I thought, oh Lord, his head's going to explode. I looked at him and I said, He'll be out in less than an hour. He said, yep. And I said, and we'll have another victim or somebody dead in 30 days. And girl, it was 31 days. Wow. When that, Lauderdale County, he, uh, he, you know, I mean, he's not going to stop. He was out barely a month and he's already doing this again. Well, and that poor girl, he killed captive for two weeks. You know, two I'm
0: going to say this too. You know, this, this does need to go federal. Um, And, you know, he needs all of, all of these girls that, have yet you know that he's yet to be charged for what he's done to them that he needs to be charged for every single one of them um but another thing that is a is a huge factor in this is that these girls if they wanted to they could Mm -hmm. probably file a civil case against the sheriff's department and against those who allowed him to continue to be free, you know, like you said, you know, he shouldn't even been out for Lauderdale to happen. Mm-hmm. hmm So uh, I
3: see where you're coming from, and I'll uh, keep my comment to myself on that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I understand uh, your, your your connections uh, to the sheriff's department. Kind of one thing
3: that the, that the public, the you know, the public doesn't understand. We have, we have two different entities, one state and one's federal. It's two separate entities. And just because you're charged at a state level doesn't mean that you cannot still be charged at a federal level for, the, for, for a crime. Right. Now, 99% of the time, if you've got a state situation, a, a charge pending at a state level,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and the feds are going to come pick it up, the state normally dismisses it and just lets the feds take, take care of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's, that's 99% of the time. This situation right here, he, it, it should have, it, it, it don't matter that some of this has been taken care of at the, set, at the state level. You need to go on with the federal case on all seven victims within that 15-month span, mm-hmm. period. I mean, I'm serious. You need to because if you don't, we're going to have another victim when he's out, and I give it three months before we have a victim. I've I don't got, give it that long. Well, I I've got two, long. Mm-hmm. I, I got two mothers— out of this state, two that are not in this state, they're like three states north, and we'll leave it at that, that mother keeps in contact with me about every week or every two weeks, checking on the status. Is he still in? And do, you know, do I need to start fearing for my safety for my daughter, my granddaughter? Do I need to start worrying about that? Mm-hmm. You know, the likelihood of him going back north is, meh, um, I'd say 30-70%, you know, Um but I'll tell you about Charlie. Charlie is just bold enough to come back to Dyer County when he gets out because that's where most of his family, you know, mm-hmm. is. And he's going to come back to Dyer County, you know, and I feel sorry for the family because they kind of get caught in the middle, that they get caught in the middle, even though it's his acts, it reflects upon them. And, you know, they didn't do anything. He did all of this. And, and right. people have made well, comments to, to the family that, you know, no, 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 you shouldn't be saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you know, and I understand people are mad and people how they should be, but you need to be directing all your anger at the one person that did this. And that's Charlie Cook and helping law enforcement keep him off the streets because one day it may be your daughter, you know, it may be your daughter, the police officer or the investigator or even the sheriff's daughter, you know, of anywhere. Right. You know, this. he's not. Well, he's from not, what
0: I understand, um, hasn't he had a, a victim who was a deputy's daughter?
3: there was one victim that was the victim was connected to law enforcement. Yes.
1: Yeah. What is the statute of limitation on his charges or what his charges should be? There should, there is no statute.
3: Well, oh. there, there will be a statute of, um, probably my guess of a felony is think is seven years. It's kind of falls under rape, The rape statute. Um, you can only go back like five years or seven years. I'll have to look into that to be, you know, for sure. Um, well, oh, I guess there's no
0: statute on like, murder. They, That's what I was thinking.
3: Yeah, there yeah. is no statute for murder. I mean, it doesn't matter. You can you can be 105 years old and commit a murder at 22 and thinking they can prove it, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no statute. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the, this, the problem is we're running close on a time frame. Of a couple of these victims on the seven year statute, the five year and the seven year statute. So, if the the federals are going to, you know, the federal is going to step in and do something, they need then to do it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that way it'll just run consecutive after whatever, you know, whatever time frame he, you know, ends up being where he's at right now in East Tennessee, um, it, it'll run after that. So, um, mm-hmm you know, for the safety of the female population, it might be a good idea for an agent to step in and step up and take mm-hmm,
1: care of
0: this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it really makes me wonder, honestly, um, if Charlie's even the only monster in, who's an informant that's getting away with stuff, you know, cause I feel like, you know, if, if, if there's one, there, there's probably more. And actually I've heard, some other names as well. And I don't want to go off and, you know, that rabbit hole too much. Cause it's really, you know, this is about Charlie and, and about, you know, I want to wrap around to the Karen Swift case uh, a little bit here at the end, but, you know, but just it, I think it, it's scary to think that, you know, if a person is valuable as an informant, that, you know, they could get away with these things. And if he could, then who else is,
3: the, the purpose of having an informant informant makes them reliable and makes their information valid by mm-hmm. the acts that he was committing makes him unreliable and, and and bullshit on the validity of his information right um there's two other names that has popped up in the picture connected to him during, mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. issue but mm-hmm. you know as far as Karen's case I, they're not they're, no, they're nowhere near that. The mm-hmm. two names that I've heard, right? They're not attached. Yeah, um, they're just attached to Charlie's bullshit. Okay, basically. Okay, um, but he's a, he's a danger to. Shoot, I wouldn't just say Tennessee. I think he's a danger across the board. I wouldn't even want to be a he's female an- correctional officer where he's at. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm.
1: I totally agree. Yep. I
0: don't. Well, think let
2: me. Around him.
0: Let me ask you, um, Andrea, um, what are your thoughts on the connection uh, with Charlie and the Karen Swift case? Do you want to comment on that a little bit?
3: I don't really have a comment at this time. Um, I just think it needs to be checked into. Yeah. Um, You
0: know,
3: um, I don't, I won't, I won't, I want Danny Goodman to find a connection himself mm-hmm. and I think he will. Um, that's pretty much all. I'm, I'm kind of limited to what I can say on that.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I understand. Um, you, you do work, you do some work for the sheriff's department. Is that right?
3: Not much. I, I'm more of a freelance. Oh, okay. But, but because of the 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 good ones that are in the sheriff's department makes me have the connection to them oh because gotcha. when i when i got a victim there's two i call there yeah. was three but there's two i call mm-hmm. if i've got a you know if, if their case i mean and i'll talk to them before and, and within 10 minutes you know they're telling the truth mm-hmm. you know they're telling the truth it just it's 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 too much correlation mm-hmm. between the other cases. You know they're telling the truth, right? And that's thats when I contact my guys that I'm that I'm close to that I trust wholeheartedly mm-hmm. um, in on it, and then they step in and they go they go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that um, we'd had a, a heck of a, of a conviction if he had never made it to Lauderdale County. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel very confident because we had the evidence mm-hmm. um, to put him away. For, uh, for what he had done to the victim, the double jeopardy victim, mm-hmm. um, we we had it. I mean, there was no way around it. We had locations, exact pinpointing, uh, phone pinging, I mean, the whole nine yards. We had hospital reports, you know. It, it's just, I think if that case had happened and we had gotten forth with it and he had not been out on bond for Lauderdale County to have happened, I think we would have, uh, dark County would have gotten, their conviction up in the, in the higher courts. Mm -hmm.
0: So just to kind of, um, you know, wrap it up and, and tie it into the Karen Swift case before we, um, get off here this evening. Um, you know, I am, uh, 100% of the belief at this time that, um, that, that Charlie did have information and was, present, um, for this, you know, for, for the murder of Karen Swift. And, um, like I've said before, you know, that being, uh, information, you know, that was corroborated between, you know, several people of information that they had. And so what I've been really focusing on lately, um, you know, digging into his files and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how he was getting away with all this stuff. And um, one of the things that I've been focusing on is where, you know, he was taking his victims because I think, um, and, and, you know, I've said this before, but, you know, part of what I'm doing here as a PI slash investigative journalist is that, Um, you know, and with this podcast is that I'm, I'm, I'm taking, you know, my listeners with me through the investigation. So, you know, we're kind of sorting things out and there's times that, you know, I'm, I'm sharing things with you. I'm putting things out there and, you know, seeing, you know, what you're coming back with. And, um, and, and, uh, so, you know, right now this is, you know, me just kind of voicing where I'm at with it and where, where my mind's at. Um, but I really feel that Karen was taken to one of the locations that, um, that Cook may have been taking his, uh, his victims. And I don't believe that Charlie Cook, um, is the one who murdered her. I don't believe that it was really even his, uh, fight, so to speak. Um, Uh he was just present, um, is what I understand. But I'm wondering if Charlie's role in this was that they, and they being, you know, the the quotation Uh marks Uh around them, they knew that, you know, Charlie had a place for them to take her, that she, her screams wouldn't be heard. Um, and I, I think, you know, this is just my theory right now, but I feel that that's Charlie's role in this and that's why he was there. And, um, so, you know, and, and we already know the connection between him and one of the persons that was alleged allegedly in, in this, you know, video, Mm -hmm. Um, we know the connection between him and that person. Um, and, um, it, it all just seems to fit. So right now, you know, my focus has been on Charlie. My focus has been on trying to determine the possible locations that he would have taken girls, um, or that, um, you know, that this could have happened at. And so we've been looking at some of the properties that he and his family, you know, that his family owned. Um, we've been looking at some of the properties that um, are, you know, kind of tied to him that we know he frequented or, you know, that he was known to hang out at. Um, uh-huh. And we've we've come up with a couple locations that are eerily close to Blood Soul Cemetery. So that's where we're at right now um, is, you know, trying to determine the location. Uh, you know, there's, there's the who, um, there's the why there's the, you know, and, and right now my focus is on the where,
1: Yeah.
0: you know, and with, you know, we have uh, you know uh, witnesses who have seen, or claim to have seen the video. Um, so if we could find the location and take pictures of it and then show it to these, you know, witnesses, they might be able to identify it from the, from what they saw in the video. Yes, that is, that is the place that, that she was at in this video.
3: Well, the one piece of evidence that would prove that, which we don't probably need to say, because we don't want to tip the hand on that. Right. Um, the location of uh, where that piece of evidence is somebody needs to address that. Right. Um, Whether it's, you know, a federal agent or Danny Goodman himself, but somebody needs to address that. Right. Um, That would answer a lot of those questions that, you know, you just described. Um, Anyone answer Danny's questions?
0: What's that? I say that again. I'm sorry what Would you
3: say? I said it, it would also answer any question Danny would have. Right. That one piece of information. That one piece of evidence. Yes. Um. But I mean, yeah. Your at- I can't get it, so it's going to take him going a step it in to get it.
1: Mm. Hmm. Yep.
0: You're absolutely right.
3: That that would that would answer every question, every probability. Mm.
0: Hmm. Before um, I call it a night, Tracy. Do you have anything you want to add?
1: Sorry, I was talking to. I had some. <laughs> I thought we, well, get, we lost <laughs> No, no. Um, we get some messages as we're we you all were talking. There was I was trying to answer some. And I couldn't find that unmute button. Uh-oh. Okay, so... I, I, I don't, but as far as uh, studying serial killers like I have and with my degree in psychology, um, yeah, he definitely uh-huh. is a serial... And I don't... Hey, meth may have been uh, changed his brain a little bit. However, uh, there wasn't a lot of meth around with Gacy. There wasn't a lot of meth around with um, Monday. There wasn't a lot of meth around with a lot of these people. They were just evil. That's yeah. just how it happened. And they all had something to do. We all have had our backgrounds mm-hmm. insane. And um, I, just, I just feel like it's part of uh, an evilness of who he is.
3: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. When you said that, it wasn't... The- that's what he's, What he? Ugh, I'm sorry, Got a little, my tongue's going crazy at the moment. Hang on. Um, <laughs> when, he, when he pled guilty in Lauderdale County, that was his excuse of why he did what he did to that victim. Mm-hmm. I was on meth. I need help. Mm-hmm. I need rehab. I, uh, the meth made me do it. The meth made me do it. It's like bullshit. You were evil long before you started using meth. Mm-hmm. I mean, honest to God. And, and she's exactly right. It's evil. It's mm-hmm. it's just you know, like I said, that's the one word that describes him, other than psychotic, narcissistic, sociopath. Mm-hmm. Right. She's yeah. right. She's she's dead on. She's dead on that. Like, yes. All right. What about
0: you, Chastity? You got any uh, thing you want to comment on before we close tonight? Um,
2: I just wanted to say, like, you know, I'm not saying that it totally had anything, to, you know, everything to do with the meth. I'm just saying that that, like made him worse Mm -hmm. he was i'm not saying that he was not already evil i just think that that, like amplified it by 50 Uh or more um it's just like it was an instant like flip for him um just excelled him. i guess i'll say it that way just excelled
3: yeah i enhanced yes
2: yes enhanced for sure. I think he's walking around with a lot of demons. And when he does the math it exacerbates that.
3: hmm It makes the action. The what's in his head come out and through the actions. Yes. yes. Yes, act out.
2: And I just, you know, I agree with you. I don't know what you do with that. Like, even if you take the meth out of it, you know, what do you do with that? What can you do with that?
1: Mm-hmm. You put it in jail or in, in an electric chair is what you do with it. Well, I mean,
2: I guess I'm just going to keep that comment to myself. I, I
0: guess the electric chair is the nicest way to put it. hmm hmm Lethal injection. Um. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think uh, I think we've said about all we can say tonight on this case. Um, Andrea, do you have anything you want to add before before we sign off?
3: No, I'm just uh, I'm glad you're you're involved in this. Um, I've been grasping for <laughs> straws for about a year and a half now um, because I just I, I fear for these girls. Yeah. And I, you know, I think I think of them every single day. Every single day that passes, these girls' names come in my mind every day, and I'm just like, are they okay today? And I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about the mental. I'm talking about the trauma and, you know, once you sit down with these girls, you build a bond with them. And, you know, even if you didn't know them before it happened, you know, them now, and you know, the horror and the fear and the terror that went through their minds, whether it was two days, four days, two weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I'll say what I said two years ago, when I stood in that courtroom with those two girls, United, we stand together and I'm not, I'm not just singling out females. I'm talking about males too. Y'all can jump aboard any time and stand with these girls because they're going to, they're going to win when this is all over said and done because they've got to, they're moms and they've got to be taken care of.
1: Right.
0: Hey, Andrew, I just sent you a text message. Um, we, we got a message through the website while we were having this podcast. Um, and it's somebody that's, that witnessed, um, uh, something, um, and they've given us a name of another one of his victims. And I don't know if it's one of the names that you've heard. So I just sent you a text message with that name.
3: Wow. Nope, I have not. So that's not one you know about? No, but I will check into that. Okay. If you will tell them, to give them my number, whoever messaged you, give them my number and I will yeah. and go forth.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Um. Oh, geez. Um, I'm sorry. I sent you the wrong name. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, I'm sending you another one. And
2: I this is the right name. I had a male that has had a run-in with uh, Cook, and that didn't end well. Yeah.
3: Oh, I've got two males that's had a run-in with him. Oh, okay. got you. Uh, is that, no. is, you don't know that one? That, no, but send them my name. Okay. I send them my number.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. So yeah. So now we've, we've just had another, we, we've got another victim's name now. So that would be, I guess, 28. If that's true. Yes.
3: And I'm sure that's not all of them. I know mm-hmm. that's not all of them. And the, the woman, one of the mothers up in, up North told me, she said, I'm not sure he hasn't killed one. Yeah, which we have no evidence of that. We just have probability, but no evidence of that. Well,
0: and we've actually um, we've actually wait, listen, gotten a lead.
3: Well, y'all were both talking at the same time. Slow down. <laughs> I know.
0: Go what ahead, Chastity. Go ahead, Chastity.
2: I was just going to say um, he was the last one seen with this one, um, woman and, you know, she's deceased now. Right. So.
0: Well, and then also we were one of our leads that we got recently, and it's actually the one that led us to, um, this property over near the Mm -hmm. the cemetery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that lead, uh, had, information that they they have reason to believe that there's actually a body buried on that property. So yeah, I don't I, I mean I don't know, you know, but but I mean I'll tell you what, it'd be it'd be something be a to, good
3: thing to bring a cadaver dog in.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where I was going is that I, I think that's that's probably gonna be some of our next you know, that's gonna be our next move, you know, um once we get you know, the uh, the network down here and everything, I think we'll, we'll probably be turning it up quite a bit with um, the, you know, cadaver dog and, you know, the forensic scientists and, you know, just everything else that, um, you know, that, you know, just costs money that I don't have personally to invest. But but the network that's behind us on this, um, they'll have the money to do that, which is, you know, what makes them so valuable, aside from, uh, you know, also pushing it to a national
3: platform right right it it's gonna have to go to a national platform before anything is actually fully comes full circle right right well it's i mean it's happening it's it's happening it's it's slowly but
0: surely, but you know we're gaining momentum for sure and um and it's it's happening that's all i'm gonna say right now, good,
3: good but, yeah, I felt like i'm on the i felt like I'm on the truck train for some reason i don't know. <laughs> girl. Oh, Lord, uh, let's not get off on politics. But yeah, <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Let's let's not. Let's it not. I feel like that. Oh. But, but um, anyway, yeah, guys. Um, go ahead.
3: If anybody needs anything out of me, y'all got, um, Heather's got my number, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All
0: right. You guys are awesome, and we love you. So uh, so stay strong, our Justice Warriors. We're going to go ahead and call this one tonight, but um, just keep your focus on finding the truth and make sure you say your prayers and the god's hand will be on this investigation will be on us keep us keep us all safe and uh, to shine that light oh. of truth
3: hang on just a second Enlight- i just got Enlight- a message for somebody that said i could tell all of y'all so much
1: uh-oh go ahead and tell go ahead and tell please <laughs> well if they <laughs> uh- <laughs>
3: This one would have to be a face to face. I happen to know this young lady very well. Okay, Um, awesome. That would have to be a face to face sit down because uh, this one right here may be your ace in the hole.
0: Okay, well let's let's follow up on that and we'll do uh, we'll we'll update y'all when we get that information. How about that?
1: Let's stand together, united. Okay, guys. All right, guys.
0: Good night. Have a good night, night. and we'll talk to you again uh, sometime, maybe next week. I'm guessing. All right. See you. Bye. Uh, thank you. Love. Bye, love and light. Bye. world so that there's so-